Hello, this is the bonfire. This is your first time listening. Welcome. Uh, if you're coming back, I'm so happy to have you here. This episode is actually going to be about um, unconditional love of self and kind of like, you know, what ex- what does that actually mean? What does it even look like? Is it something that once you get there, you're done, you don't have to do any more work? <laughs> I think that that's actually something that is kind of always being worked on. I don't think that that's something that you really ever necessarily complete, you know, like, uh, I, uh, I've, well, you could maybe, I don't know, <laughs> master the art of self-love. Usually when you master something like that, it's like, there's nothing more to learn, you know, but there's always more to learn. You never stop learning. Who would ever want to stop learning how to love themselves? Seriously, once you start learning how to actually love yourself and put that, that I don't know, loving yourself is about objectively being able to look at how you love other people and then flip that and be able to put all of that energy into yourself. And so little things like... um you know, somebody does something silly and you you just laugh out loud at, at what they do. And sometimes it's quirky and it's goofy and you're like, everybody, like people around you could be looking at you like that. What are you laughing at? But you are just so enamored by this person that you just can't help yourself. And it's it's being able to harness that feeling that you're having with that person and flipping it into yourself, the act of actually falling in love with yourself. Um, I mean, it could start with little things like walking past a mirror and seeing yourself. And maybe uh, you would see yourself. It's kind of like when you're when you're backtracking just a little bit. When you're first hanging out with somebody that maybe wouldn't normally be your type. And all of a sudden you just start to notice little things about this person that, you know, make you giggle or make you laugh or things that you wouldn't normally pay attention to. For some reason you're, you're noticing that you're starting to pay attention to these things, but not in a bad way. Or maybe you noticed something about this person when you, when you first met them, like maybe they got a pot belly, (laughs) a little pot belly that, that you were like, Oh no, I could never be with someone like that. But then for some reason, they kind of grew on you after a while and all of the things that you saw in them that you found to be like deal breakers in the beginning, all of a sudden become the things that you actually like the most about that, that person. So in the essence of turning that love into something that is all about you is being able to catch yourself in a mirror, maybe not looking your best. And instead of thinking that you don't look your best. It's looking at yourself and cracking a funny joke. And it's like, you're not making fun of yourself. You're, you're actually joking with yourself because what do you do when you're falling in love with people, with someone else? You start getting goofy or silly. You start cracking jokes. You start, you know, I don't know, doing just being silly. So start out by just simply being silly with yourself, noticing the little things that are your quirks, but finding something about them that would possibly make you laugh. 
even if it's a simple thing like you walk past a mirror and maybe you're a person who walks around and you suck in your stomach all the time. And so you want to look like you got that flat tummy. But if you let it go, you know, you look like you're nine months pregnant. So, (laughs) you know, um, you know, walk by yourself in the mirror with your belly all hanging out and step backwards with your maybe suck your stomach in really fast and step back and look in the mirror and be like, whoa. <laughs> I thought I was fat. <laughs> you know, it's little things like that. Uh, starting out with just little things, little things, you know. And maybe if you're not the, you know, the, the jokester type of person. I I had a I had a friend once that um, you know, I told her something that worked for me. And I remember uh I had I had this uh boy in grade school that uh actually came up to me one day and my mother was very kind of old school. So she wouldn't let me wear makeup or anything like that. And she usually kind of gave me like dorky haircuts so that I just, you know, I, I kind of always look like a dork. And so <laughs> I just kind of, that's just me. That's just who I was. And I was a little bit of a class clown and I just didn't pay attention really to any of that stuff. Like, okay, wearing makeup would be, you know, fun and great, but, um, I just, I don't know. I didn't really, I was kind of in like an oblivious world where that was concerned. Like, you know, she says, no, I can't wear it. Big deal. So I'm at school one day and I'm noticing that, um, this, uh, this boy is paying attention to all these girls that seem to really like him. And I didn't, I didn't, I didn't even have any interest in him at all. I didn't even like him at all, but he came up to me one day and I remember he actually told me, you know, you can actually be pretty if you just put on some makeup. And I remember when he told me that, it was kind of, I was like devastating. I was devastated when he told me that because it was like, oh my God, did you just tell me I was ugly? <laughs> just because I don't have makeup on my face? So I went home and I was talking to my mom and I was like, I started asking my mom about makeup because I'm Outwardly, I'm thinking, oh, is this what people, because you get this one person says this to you, and then all of a sudden you think that's what everybody thinks. <laughs> so you start diving into the world of, should I be doing that? And then you start paying attention to what everybody else is doing, and you completely forget about you and who you are. And like you totally get lost in that. And so coming back around to like, you know, the, the, the silly stuff that, you know, playing with yourself in the mirror in the sense of, you know, cracking, cracking jokes or saying things to yourself. And like, again, if you're not the, the goofy side, which, you know, a lot of people will fall for a good sense of humor. So if you got one, use it on yourself. Cause trust me, it works. So if you're more of a, you know, serious romantic side, then, you know, a simple act of stepping out of the shower when you're all by yourself, you know, you are in what you would perceive to be your homeliest state. Dripping wet, no makeup, nothing. Step in front of the mirror and look at yourself and just simply say, you know, staring right into your own eyes, I love you. And it's going to feel goofy the first time you do it. You're almost going to look around like, like you're I don't know, on the spot or uncomfortable, like somebody's watching you, but nobody's watching, just you. And pretty soon you're going to get to that point where you'll actually do that, you know, (laughs) 
that thing where, you know, you'll point at yourself in the mirror with your thumb up or whatever, you know, you'll wink at yourself, you'll smile at yourself, you'll, you'll say little things or you'll just think I'm in the back of your head and it's just going to, it's just going to naturally start to happen. And you're going to be, the first time you do it, you're probably going to be like, whoa, did I just do that? Whoa. Oh my gosh, this is awesome. And then you're in a new, a new, I don't know. You're like, you're on a new plane now. You're completely looking at things differently. It's like now you move into the world of putting clothes on that you would normally look at and see all your flaws, but now you're putting them on and you're like, dang, I look pretty good. Okay. You know, I can do this. I got this. It's, it starts with just little things like that. You know, maybe you're not much of a baker. So if you're not much of a baker, like you're not going to go make, you know, brownies from scratch or something in the kitchen, go buy yourself a box of brownies. And, you know, follow the instructions and cook yourself some brownies and sit down and actually enjoy them because you made them. And, you know, you have to, even if like, if, <laughs> if you're not much of a baker and they turn out horrible, you know, you have to look at it in the sense that how would I respond to this item that's sitting in front of me if the person who served it to me was somebody that I greatly cared about and I didn't want to hurt their feelings. You know, people are going to look at that like, well, you know, I'm going to lie. But, you know, it's not a lie. You know, just because you recognize that the person um, worked hard, the person did what they did because they were trying to do something nice for you or they just simply wanted to do something nice, period. You know, you're going to pick out all of the things that are good about what that is. Like, oh my gosh, you worked so hard at this. You know, you totally deserve this. Oh my gosh, you know, that was so awesome that you actually stepped out to try to do that. I'm so proud of you. You know, talking to yourself in, in the way that you would talk to your kid. If your kid did it, maybe it didn't turn out the best, but you're not going to completely crush their spirits and tell them it's awful. You might even muster through actually eating it and telling them it's great. You know, and if they take a bite of it and they spit it out and realize that it tastes awful, like, I don't know if they're actually trying to do brownies from scratch and they forgot, a, a you know, a, an important ingredient. Like uh, someone when I was younger actually made <laughs> made sugar cookies and totally forgot to put sugar in them. <clears throat> them was uh, some very interesting cookies. But <laughs> you don't want to insult that person because you don't want them to feel bad. You know, mistakes happen. So it's, you know, <laughs> you just compliment whatever you can. And, you know, you'll, you'll eventually get to a point where like you can start to joke around with yourself and you're not beating yourself up anymore because, you know, whatever you did maybe didn't turn out perfect. You're not beating yourself up over it. You're actually able to joke with yourself about it. And, those are kind of like the first steps to, you know, learning to, to love yourself is to not be so critical of yourself, not be so hard on yourself. You might have had a, a rough day where you said something harsh to somebody that you wouldn't have normally said. And then you go home and you really beat yourself up over it because maybe normally you're a really nice person and you just don't, you don't ever seek to uh, hurt people's feelings or, or anything like that. So you don't, 
you're usually very mindful about the things that you do or the things that you say. And today, for some reason, you were thinking about something else and somebody did something and, it, you know, you just kind of knee-jerk responded to them. And and then it totally, you may have even been in the right, but it the response maybe wasn't the best way that you could have handled the situation. Instead of beating yourself up over what you did wrong, you know, Maybe decide to look at why you did that, why you responded that way. Because typically when we respond like that to people, it's because there's something internally going on with us that we need to pay attention to. And then once we pay attention to that, we can see where we may have, you know, not reacted in the best way or, uh, you know, just like we just weren't being the best version of ourselves and, and understanding that, you know, sometimes that happens and, it's about forgiveness, being able to forgive yourself for doing these things that you think, you know, were so bad when in actuality, you know, you're just being human. And part of being human is we make mistakes. You know, we're, we are perfectly imperfect. We are all flawed in one way or another. And, you know, the biggest one for stuff like that, really, when it comes down to uh, self-love is people who can't find it inside themselves externally seeking it. So they, instead of, you know, finding the things about themselves that they like and capitalizing on those things, they go out and find people who I don't know, make them feel worthy that people that, you know, focus on certain attributes that they might have and dote on them because of those attributes. And then now they're feeling that love and it's, it's very gratifying for them. You know, those, those would be like the people like, uh, you know, the, like if they're in a committed relationship, be it, you know, you've just been with this person for a long time or you're married to this person and they cheated on you because, you know, you work all the time. Now, say they met you and you uh, you worked all the time when they met you. So they kind of knew what they were getting into when they got into their relationship with you. But at some point, um, they realized outwardly they think that, you know, this is, this isn't enough for me. I'm not getting enough attention. You don't say you love me enough. You know, we're not, you know, maybe we're not having sex enough, uh, you know, for them, whatever it is. And it's, it's got nothing to do with any of that. And they don't maybe understand that they're just simply seeking the love and happiness outside of themselves that they don't have within themselves. Because quite frankly, if people actually loved themselves at, you know, the level that they throw this emotion into other people. Cause I'm mean, seriously, if you don't love yourself, you're not, you're not healthily loving someone else. And so they throw all this into somebody else because they think this is, this is what love is. When in actuality, if they reversed it and put it into themselves, it would probably feel um, either uh, like th those are the people who either are very clingy or those people who constantly need you to chase them. Those people who constantly need validation um, for, you know, 
I mean, it's always nice to hear like, you know, good job. You're doing awesome. It's, it's everybody loves to hear that. It's always nice to hear that, but you should be hearing that from that person as much as that person is hearing it from you. It's, it's about reciprocity. There shouldn't be a always coming after that person and, and, and having to, you know, shower them with all of this stuff, because if you don't, they're going to all of a sudden think that, you know, you don't care about them anymore when in actuality it's, that validation is always there. It needs to be there internally inside themselves. So like if they're cheating and they're, that's about seeking something outside of themselves because they don't have it within, they need to go find it outside. But what they're finding outside still isn't what they're seeking. It still isn't what they're looking for because what they're actually looking for is to have that within themselves. And until those people realize that you cannot ever find that outside of yourself until you have it within. And what is that saying? Uh, as above, so below. As within, so without. Um, if it's inside of you, you're going to find it externally. If it's not inside of you, you're going to constantly chase it externally. Mostly because you're going to be constantly chasing it from um, sources that don't have it within themselves. So they're not able to actually give it back to you, which is, it's, it's kind of like a vicious circle. It's like a, uh, someone who doesn't have self-love constantly chasing someone who's emotionally unavailable. It's you're chasing emotionally unavailable. Emotionally unavailable doesn't have it inside themselves either emotionally unavailable, you know, got hurt at some point and they're guarding what's left. And you, the person who's constantly seeking that could be somebody who like has always constantly sought that because it never was there. And that could be just from, you know, watching a parent do that as you were growing up. And so you learned a way of being versus, you know, it's kind of like learning how to live with a problem versus somebody coming along and teaching you how to fix a problem. The problem isn't that you can't find it. It's that you lack it in, in yourself. So you have to take all of that, that desire, that hope, that want, all of those needs, and you have to turn them into yourself. And the easiest way to do that would be to treat yourself in a sense like you would a child that you, you know, love and adore and a child that you would never in a million years ever want to hurt. You have to pay attention to the way you talk to yourself. You have to pay attention to the things that you think about yourself. If you think negative things about yourself, instead of beating yourself up over the negative things that you think, actually ask yourself why you think that and really play the why game. Little kids do it all the time. They ask why and they drive their parents up the wall because they finally hit a point where they've asked why and the parent doesn't have an answer. And so now it's frustrating. <laughs> you have to literally just play the why game until you have the answers that you seek. And if you hit that wall, that doesn't mean that you stop. That means that, you know, you literally dive into going deeper within yourself. Get in touch with that inner child. Get in touch 
you know, with your higher self, because between your higher self, you and your inner child, you're going to be able to get all of those questions answered. And sometimes it's not about, you know, a why. And you might actually learn that it's not about a why, you know, it's about something that's completely different. It's not because this happened to you. It's, it's not, you know, because of this, because of that, it's not, you know, why do I do this? Or, or, or why did it, like, well, I should say it's not always about the why it's like, you know, like people ask the questions, like, why does this keep happening to me? Instead of asking the important question, which is why do I keep bringing this to me? Cause whatever, whatever is coming into your life, whatever it is that is happening to you right now, uh, is something that you brought to you. It's to mirror what's going on inside of you. It's to make you see it so that you can heal it. You, again, feel it to heal it. You have to feel it to heal it. And so many people won't do that because it's painful and it hurts. And nobody wants to look at the skeletons in their closet. Nobody wants to look at their inner demons. Nobody wants to look at that stuff. But if people actually took the time to look at it and pay attention to it and actually work through that emotion that is so freaking hard to work through, you're going to notice that what comes out on the other end is somebody who's healed and stronger because they took the time to do that. And that's all about self-love. If you love yourself, you're going to do that for yourself because what you're doing is you're healing yourself by doing that. If something happened to you in your childhood, then Get yourself a, a really good meditation that allows you to open up that portion of your brain so that you can daydream going back to a time in your life where you can see yourself as a child and walk up to yourself, even if you can't muster up words to say anything, just hug yourself as a child and simply say, I love you. It's as simple as that. It's some wounding that happened in your childhood is still there. It's lingering. And you may not ever be able to find out exactly what it was because there's so many things that happened in your childhood. You may never go back to that one point that's like, yes, that was it. But just simply hugging yourself as a child and just simply saying, I love you, that can be enough. It's healing. You're doing it on a spiritual level. So on a spiritual level, you are going back to yourself as a child and you are healing something that was broken and trust me it works it really does it works and you can get yourself over so many things and you can truly learn how to not be so critical of yourself you can truly learn that you don't need validation from from other people outwardly so you know laying on a couch and and cuddling with somebody and watching a movie is just about a reciprocal energy that is there enjoying a moment with you versus needing to be validated by that person and having that person spend that time with you because you need to know that that person cares about you and loves you. You already know that that person cares about you and loves you or they wouldn't be there. You know? Self-love is a is a crazy journey and you're never actually going to be done learning how to do that or how to perfect that within yourself. But every time you learn just a little bit more, you're just that much stronger. And it's beautiful. And I wish you all the best on your journey of self-love.